return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. We're coming to the presence of God this morning. We'd like to start our Sunday school. So let's, let's share a word of prayer before we start. So Heavenly Father, we thank you and we give you praise for the gift of life. We are grateful and thankful for our lives and not just us alone, but our families, our friends, and our loved ones. We thank you for making this day possible to be, even be seated in your presence. We commit to the, today's Sunday school into your hands. We pray that you take control, enlighten us through your word, and let our lives not be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we thank God this morning. Um, so today's message, or today's Sunday school lesson, so I actually titled it Christmas, a season of worship. Christmas, a season of worship. So um, Christmas you know, represents so many things. A time of demonstration of love, you know, a time of celebrating family, a time of so many good things. And one other thing Christmas actually also stands for, it also stands for a season of worship. It means that any time we think of Christmas, you know, remember the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ, one thing that dawns on our heart is to worship, to appreciate God, to celebrate God. So, in the book of Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 6, we see something in the book of Matthew chapter 2. The Bible says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who, was, who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship. So here we see worship standing out. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel. Amen. So here we see the, the build-up. The um, Bible says that um, there were some wise men who are called Magi, who saw a wonderful star. And Bible says that they were following the star from the east, you know, to pay homage and to worship Jesus Christ. So they saw a star. So over the years, so many Bible scholars have been debating about the authenticity of the star and what actually the star represented. So some believe that the star, the story of the star was just a fable. Some believe um, the Apostle Matthew used a star to actually convey the light of hope, 
you know, the people who were really expecting the Savior had when Jesus was actually born. So some believe it's just a fable. Other scholars also believe that it is not just a star, but it's actually an angel. Some, some say that it's a bright angel in the sky. And the reason why they say that is because they believe that one of the ministries of angels is that they are messengers. And when you read the word of God, you see the story of Mary. You know, an angel actually appeared, was sent by God to, to Mary to tell him that he was, she was going to give birth to a child who is going to be the savior of the world. So angels actually carries messages. And even before John the Baptist was born, an angel appeared to Zechariah whilst he was waiting in the presence of God. And they also believe that this star actually represents an angel because it was actually trying to communicate an important message from God. That indeed, somebody superior, indeed, the changer of the world, indeed, the one who formed the world has been born. So just like how this star communicated an important message, in the same way, angels also communicate the message of God. They also believe that um, angels guide people. So the ministry of angels is that they guide people. And you realize when Jesus was born and Herod wanted to kill Jesus, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and he guided him to Egypt so he can escape you know, the hands of Herod. And last time I was talking about the story of Hagar when he was, she was driven away by, the, by Abraham and Sarah so she had to leave with his son, Ishmael. And the Bible says that in the wilderness, their water got finished, and they were thirsty at the point of dying. And Hagar, Hagar cried unto the Lord, and then the Lord, through an angel, visited her and guided her to streams of waters. So angels actually guide us. And that was what the star did. The star actually guided these wise men all the way from the east and brought them to Israel and actually guided them to the exact location or the exact place that Jesus was born. So putting all these things together, some Bible scholars believe that it is not just a star, but it's actually an angel. And in Job chapter 38, verse 7, the Bible says that while the morning stars sang together, all the angels shouted for joy. So they base it also on this scripture that how can a star actually sing, you know, if it is not angels. So they believe that stars are angels. Now, other, other scholars also believe that it was actually a miracle. You know, God in his own infinite wisdom was trying to use his own creation, which was a star, to announce the birth of an important personality. And then the last school of thought, they believe that it was not a star, but it was actually to denote that Jesus Christ, who is born, is going to be the light of the world. So that light actually showed. And you know the Bible says that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So, and if you want to move from these biblical scholars, you can also look at it from the astrological point of view. But we want to look at, because we are Christian, we want to base our emphasis on what these scholars, Bible scholars are talking about. If you put all these points together, you realize that it all boils down to one point, that Indeed, Christmas represents a great king being born for us. You know, a world changer, a great personality. Indeed, the king of kings. And, and the reason why we must actually worship is because Jesus is actually the king of kings. Now, when you read the scripture very well, some people believe that these magi were not just wise men, 
but they were actually kings. So I was trying to read somewhere, and I realized that um, even the names of these three men is actually known. One was called Melchior, who was assumed to be the king of Persia. One was called um, Gaspar, who was the king of India. One was called Balthazar, who was the king of Arabia. So I was just wondering, why would people from an autonomous kingdom that had no bearing with Israel, they, they paid no allegiance to Israel, India was a separate nation, you know, Persia was a separate nation, what will move these people who are wise men, who are actually kings, to move all the way from where they are, not only just to present gifts to their born king, because it can be a sign of, you know, showing their, you know, affection to another colleague king by just bringing a gift. But they didn't just present a gift, they came actually to worship him. This tells us that indeed, kings from separate nations coming to bow down before this, kid, this, this, this child who is the king, and not just a king, it means that this child was actually the king of kings. They, they saw that his, his, his kingship or his, his authority superseded their authority. Even though on the earthly realm, they, had, they paid no allegiance to him. And this points to the fact that Jesus is actually the king of kings and the lord of lords. And that is why, that is one of the reasons why we have to worship him. Not because of our circumstances, but because of who he is. He is the king of kings and the lord of lords. And when you look at one of the gifts that was actually presented to him was actually gold. Which is actually symbolic of his royalty, symbolic of his kingship and his authority. So in season like this, as we celebrate Christmas, we should worship with all that we have. Because indeed, we are not celebrating anybody, but we are celebrating the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And, and, and when you read the Word of God in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says that He has been given a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee will bow on earth, you know, under the earth, in the sea, everywhere, will indeed bow and declare that Jesus is Lord. So we worship in such a season like this because our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords has been born for us and we are remembering who he is. So that is one of the main reasons why it's actually a season of worship because of who Jesus is, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now let's look at the verse 6, the verse 6 of, that, of, of, of Matthew chapter 2. One other reason why it's a season of worship is because we, we, as we remember Jesus Christ, we actually remember his ministry as a shepherd unto us. So in the book of Matthew chapter 2 that we read in the verse 6, when, when Herod received the news, the Bible said that he was troubled and he was disturbed. And he had to, you know, gather all the scribes and all the chief priests to tell him something, what is happening. And the Bible said that they, they opened the scriptures and they, they pointed to him what the prophet has said about this Jesus Christ. And here he said that, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. So here we see the ministry of Jesus Christ highlighted even far before time, even before he was born. So we, we worship him first because he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. But one main reason why we should also worship him is because it, it brings into mind the ministry of Jesus Christ. What Jesus has actually done for you and I as the shepherd 
not of Israel. At the point in time, they thought he was just a shepherd of Israel, but he was actually the shepherd of the whole world. And, and we look at the role of Jesus Christ as a shepherd. One thing that the shepherd does is that he puts his life you know, on the line for his sheep. And in John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus actually said that he is indeed the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives down his life or lays down his life for the sheep. So, in a time like this, we have to reflect about Jesus Christ as the shepherd who has actually given out his life for us. You know, when you, when you, when you, when you look at the scriptures very well, you realize that the Bible says that even his birth was actually a demonstration of the love of God. So he said that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And it is Jesus Christ who is the shepherd who came to give his life for us. Our situation was so bad. Because the Bible says that through the sin, through, through one man who is the first Adam, sin actually entered the world. And it came with death. So automatically you and I, our grandfathers, our forefathers were all born in sin but for the ministry of Jesus Christ as a shepherd. So anytime we, 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 we enter a time like this of Christmas, we, we just reflect of who we were, how dark our lives were, how, how we didn't merit it, how before God we were enemies. When you read the word of God in the book of um, Romans chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says that because of our sins and the sin of Adam, we were automatically enemies to God. But through the ministry of Jesus Christ as a chief shepherd, he has reconciled us back to God through his death on the cross. Hallelujah. So, so when I remember that I am no more an enemy to God, when I remember that I am no more you know, alienated from God, but, but when I remember Christmas, remembering Jesus Christ who was born, all that comes in mind is how Jesus has saved me, how Jesus has reconciled me back to God, and therefore I ought to worship him. That is why Christmas is a season of worship. So, Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And, and, and Jesus Christ, as the chief shepherd, laid down his life for you and I. He was kneeled on the cross so that he will bear our sins and our iniquities, so that we can receive forgiveness from God. So we are no longer enemies to God, but we are rather friends of God. And, you know, he was, he, they, they presented a gift of mare. And this mare is actually to signify his death. Even before... Just as he was born, his ministry had already been highlighted by the gifts that the, 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 the wise men presented. So we worship God in such a season like this because indeed Jesus is our shepherd who has laid down his life for us. He has atoned for us. You and I have become the righteousness of God. There are no longer barriers. Barriers that actually, you know, separated us from God have been removed. So Bible says that when he died, and when he gave up the ghost and the spirit of the Lord left him, the Bible said that, that 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 curtain, you know, that separated the holiest of holiest from the holy place, the Bible said that it got torn. It means that you and I have now received access to God. What wonderful privilege is better than this. And that is why we best in worship and appreciate God. You all know how in the Old Testament it was so bureaucratic to actually even go before the presence of God. It, it, it had to be done by just one person who was the, the, the chief priest. And I was reading, you know, an old book about how these priests operated. I, and I realized that they were so corrupt that even when people wanted to bring their sacrifices to God, you know, their goats and everything, 
they, they, they said that it had to be bought from their quarters. So if you bring any sheep from your house for sacrifice, they will tell you that it has not been sanctified by God, but rather you should buy it from their own, you know, business places. So actually, they were actually making money and profiting from the, the sheep and goats people were actually purchasing for the sacrifice. And this was what we found ourselves in. Maybe we weren't born at that time, but if Jesus Christ hadn't been sent by God, that would have been the same process we would be going through. I'm just wondering, as coming to the house of God, and you enter tabernacle, and then there'll be so many goats and so many sheep here, you come and then you have to pay and buy one for yourself and your family for the chief priest, Pastor Dave, to offer sacrifice and atonement unto God. How would that be? Glory to Jesus, hallelujah, who was the sacrificial lamb of God, our shepherd who has come to, you know, take away all this legal, all this lawful stuff, and he has actually given us salvation in Christ Jesus. So I'm just wondering, and, and I'm sure they might have, you know, increased the amount of money people would have to buy this sheep with. So maybe if they would have gotten a sheep from their own pen, which was free, even if you have money or not, you have to come to you know, these high priests and purchase from them. So, so that was the situation. But thanks be to God that all these barriers through the ministry of Jesus Christ as our shepherd has been taken away. So anytime we celebrate Christmas, it's not just about the food, it's not just about the festivities, but you remember who you were and what should have been our fate and what Jesus Christ has done for us. Therefore, Christmas is actually a season of worship unto our God. Hallelujah. And and one of the last things I want to end with is the ministry of Jesus Christ as a shepherd is, is, is Jesus Christ who is our deliverer, Jesus Christ who is our protector, and Jesus Christ who is our healer. So in a season like this, we celebrate this ministry of Jesus Christ as our protector, our deliverer, and our healer. When you read the, the Bible, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible talks about how the shepherd David engaged in the wilderness. Bible says that when he, when he came to the battleground, he brought food to his brothers when they were facing um, Goliath. Bible says that he, he wanted to, you know, war against Goliath. But they were re- restricting him because he was young and he didn't have the, have the accolades to fight, you know, this man who has been a warrior since his youth. And he was trying to give a justification to why he thinks he can take down Goliath. And then he was telling Saul that, I remember when I was... In, 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 in the wilderness, when I was tendering my, my father's sheep, you know, a bear and a lion would come and snatch away the sheep, and then I would stand in the gap and then take, you know, the sheep, rescue the sheep, deliver the sheep from the hands of these um, wild animals, and then when it turns its back to attack me, I strike. You know, it, it tells you about one of the ministries of shepherd. You know, they deliver, you know, they protect, and then they heal. So anytime a sheep is wounded, you know, it is the responsibility of the shepherd to make sure that he bounds the wound. He makes sure that he takes care of the wound till the, the, the sheep is actually healed. So, they were talking about the ministry of Jesus Christ as a shepherd who actually brought redemption and deliverance to the people of Israel. In the book of Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah talks about the situation Israel found themselves in, you know, and how they were desperate and they were, they were looking for, you know, the, the, the birth of the, of the Savior. You know, in the verse 2, he said that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You know, so, you know, it's a build-up to why 
a light has now appeared. And he was trying to say that, that they were in darkness. Times were difficult for them. He said that you have enlarged the nations and increased their joy. You know, they rejoice. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. You know, anytime you, you have a bumper harvest, you are so excited and so happy. As men rejoice when they divide a plunder. When you go for war and you win and then you are taking all the accessories of your enemies. It, it, is like, it is like the joy that came, you know, just like when they were delivered from the Midianite captivity. One of the most challenging and difficult captivities the Israelites, the Israelites found themselves in was captivity at the hands of the Midianites. When you read the book of Judges, it, it gives you, you know, the story about Gideon. You realize that it was so challenging because not only were they, they besieged by the Midianites, but also their source of livelihood. Bible said that they could, they could capture the Israelites and also destroy their plantation. They destroyed their crops and everything. So life was unbearable for them. And they had to hide in caves. And, 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 and Isaiah was trying to say that, you know, it is just like coming, coming out of such a captivity. You know, the joy you feel. He said that you have shattered the yoke and the, that, 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 burdens, that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders. The rod of their oppressors had been taken away. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fueled for fire. For to us, a child is born. So the reason why this light of hope, he was talking about this light of hope, the reason why this darkness has now faded away and given in to the marvelous light of God, the reason why they feel so much joy, like, like the Israelites who have escaped the captivity of Israel, they are now getting a source of relief just because a child has been born. So there was a cause for worship. There was a cause to celebrate, you know, Jesus Christ. Because they knew that the, the end to the tyranny of the Roman government was coming to an end. And that is what the Savior or the, the shepherd does. He delivers and he rescues. So they saw him as a shepherd who is able to deliver them from challenges and difficulties. And I was trying to read about Herod. And I realized that the, 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 the kingship of Herod was one of the, one of the worst, worst kingships. When, when you read you know, stories, it, they even say that even though Herod was the king of the Jews at the time, legally, he was actually not Jewish. And, and, and it is said that the reason why in the book of Matthew, the Bible says that when he heard the news from the Magi, the Bible said that he was disturbed, he was troubled, was because he knew his time had come to an end. His time as an oppressor, his time as a dictator, his time of tormenting the people, the, Jew, the Jewish people, was actually coming to an end. It is said that he purchased the right to become the king of Jews from the Roman government. He actually didn't have the legal right to become the king of the Jews at the time. But he purchased it from the, the, the Roman government at the time. And he ruled with an iron fist. He was ruthless and was very powerful. It is said that he was so jealous that he was, he was jealous to the point in time that he was even killing his own siblings and relatives who he felt were a threat to his kingship. And that was the kind of king, the king who was the king of Jews who was tormenting the people of Israel. So when the, the main guy came with this news that the one who was going to be the shepherd, the one who is going to be their deliverer, their protector, Jesus Christ has been born. Bible said that he was disturbed. He was worried. He knew that his kingdom was coming to an end. And that is the ministry of Jesus Christ. He delivers. He rescues. The Bible said that how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power, 
that he went about doing good. You know, he went about healing all those who were under the oppression of the enemy. Because God was with him. So anytime we remember Christmas, we ought to best in worship because we remember his ministry as a shepherd who has delivered us from the hands of the enemy, who brings us relief, who brings us peace, who rescues us and heals our diseases. And as much as we even worship him for this, he even tackles present situations in our lives. So I believe that just like how Herod was disturbed and how Herod was worried, in the same way, I believe that as we worship and celebrate Jesus Christ, every illegal situation in our life becomes disturbed because its time is coming to an end. Because we are celebrating Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. So you may be sick, you may be challenged, you may be having you know, an unwarranted situation upon your life, but be happy because we are celebrating Jesus Christ, who causes all these illegal things to be disturbed because their time is over. So we celebrate his ministry as the shepherd who saves us as a shepherd who has, you know, brought us into the light of God as a shepherd who has now made us the righteousness of God as a shepherd who has taken away barriers that we can approach God, petition God and speak to God as our father. As a shepherd who has come to heal our diseases as a shepherd who has brought peace upon our life. The Bible says that he is the prince of peace. So as we worship and as we celebrate in this Christmas, all that we are doing is that we are activating his peace upon our lives. We are remembering his peace upon our lives. We are telling sickness, go away because the healer has come. Go away because we are celebrating our Lord of Lords. So I believe that Christmas is actually a season of worship. So in this Christmas festivity, let us always have joy in our hearts. Let us always sing hymns and psalms unto God. And let us appreciate God who is the King of Kings. Let us appreciate God who is the healer, our rescuer, and the shepherd of our lives. And that is what I believe Christmas actually stands for. So let us be always in a mood of worship and thank God for the good things he has done. May the Lord bless us this morning for his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shall I bow down our heads for a prayer? So, Heavenly Father, we are grateful and thankful to you, O God, for this morning. We thank you for letting us understand your word that indeed, Jesus, you mean much more to us than we can ever imagine. And we thank you that you are, remembering, you are reminding us to know that indeed Christmas is a time of worship, a time of reflecting who our God really is, Jesus, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, a time that we reflect on, on, on his ministry and what he has done for us, delivering us from sin and making us the righteousness of God. Remembering that Jesus Christ has become a healer upon our lives. He has become a rescuer and a deliverer of our lives from the snare of the fowler and from the hands of the enemy. Therefore, Lord, we pray and we worship and give you all the glory. It is our prayer that let us always reflect this in our hearts and in our minds. And let us always be able to worship you and give you glory and praise and honor for who you are. This morning, we thank you and we give you all the glory. We worship you for your ministry that is at work in our life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com.
If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.